Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. Oh, the band is back, where we, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I got to ask, by the way, how was you went treasure hunting, Evan? <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I went out to Montana right outside Yellowstone uh, for partially to treasure hunt, partially to fly fish, partially to uh, to do some hiking. Uh, it was a blast. It was a good time. No treasure, though, unfortunately. I did bring home uh, some elk antlers that my, my girlfriend is not so happy about. <laughs> you didn't shoot the elk. I did not shoot the elk. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Do you use like a, a metal detector kind of thing? No, no. Th- those are actually not allowed in, in Yellowstone Park. Um, and I really? don't think they're allowed in state forests either. Look, can I just yeah. comment on the contrast that we have today? You were fly fishing... You know, roughing it oh, in Yellowstone. I almost said Jellystone. <laughs> and I caught, it's such a hot day here in, in, in New York, and I see Barr's socks are like winter socks, these thick things. So I'm like, Barr, what's with the thick socks today? And he tells us he actually had to cream his feet this morning. I put lotion on my feet because I, my feet were getting ashy. My wife was saying, you know, you, you, you got to do something about your ashy feet. And I wanted to put some lotion on my feet, and then, but in order to do that, you have to have thick socks. You can't do it with the regular dress socks. So I, I, I don't. Socks. I don't even know what to say. Oh, I yeah. put. I put a picture of you and Colin Tipton, the producer, on Twitter, and just told the world that you were creaming your feet today. Thanks, man. You're you're a pleasure. You got it. Yes. Uh, okay. Let me feel your hands since you're so close to me. How, are they supple? Uh, get away Is from supple me. the right word for you? Go ahead. What are we talking about? Uh, uh, no one's listening anyway. Yeah, so. now, yeah. We let's start with the president of the NCAA, uh, Mr. Emmert. He is saying that schools in California should be banned from the league if a bill in the state is passed allowing well, it did, it did college pass, athletes. Right? I, believe it, it I believe it did not. Has no, not it are you sure? Passed. I don't think it's yeah, passed. Sure. Well, I thought it did pass. Yeah, okay. yeah. So just to, just to set this up, there, there's a bill in in California's Congress right now. Uh, if it passes, uh, which it could do as early as, I believe, uh, early in July, um, it requires that schools who get $10 million a year in media rights, so, you know, 23 big Division I uh, sp- schools in, in, in California, that they be prohibited from preventing athletes from marketing their name, image, and likeness. If you remember Ed O'Bannon's lawsuit, this is what he was arguing, that, that, that athletes, while maybe they shouldn't get paid while they're in college, they should be able to sign endorsements, they should be able to be in advertisements, they should be able to negotiate to be in video games, all that. This is a bill that would say that colleges can't hide behind NCAA rules and prevent athletes from doing that. And Mark Emmert, president of the NCAA, sent a letter to uh, to the California Senate uh, earlier this week, essentially saying, listen, if you pass this law, we are going to boot the California schools, keep them out of NCAA national championships because we can't deem them eligible anymore. I, well, think, that, I think that was an appropriate silence because it's just <laughs> yeah, I, it's t- tone dev. Mark, come on. Change is afoot, buddy. Change is afoot. Yeah, this the name, image, and likeness seems to be the next frontier. If you think about how you know amateurism is going to continue to get chipped away, and the NCAA itself has a, yeah, a working group right now. Yeah, Val yeah. Ackerman and Gene Smith are leading a new group that that is trying to explore how they want to do that. Um, this bill doesn't take effect even if it even if it passes and is signed into law by Gavin Newsom. I don't think it takes effect until 2023. So there will be you know ample time here for the NCAA to appeal it or 
take legal action if they want to. Um, there's also a, a bill in the U.S. Congress right now that, that would do the same thing. So there's a chance that even if this passes, there's something else that comes along the pipe that, that, that makes this change faster. I think the big question here, is this a, a bluff? You know, is this a leverage play? If California does sign this, I would be very interested to see. It's a leverage play for Mark, Mark Embert to keep the status quo and keep these teams out of championship. No, I mean the question. So, so the threat, the the part I find interesting here is is let's say Emmer kicks these te- these schools out, right? Yeah. Um, UCLA is not going to give up playing football. U- no. UCSC is not going to give up playing basketball and volleyball. These schools are still going to offer these sports. They're going to need a new place to do that, right? So if the California schools start their own league, right, with maybe some more progressive law- rules, what's to, say, what, what's to say that the University of Oregon doesn't say, well, that looks pretty good to me. Destroying them? Yeah. yeah. So, so the the NCAA, by kicking out the, the, the California schools, could run the risk of forcing them to start their own thing that is then a direct competitor. That might be a more interesting possibility th- than the NCAA. I, I cannot believe that Mark Emmert would risk this. Yeah. And, and one other, I mean, and, and, and Emmert, I'm sure, is getting pressure from other schools because, you know, if this if this law passes... Suddenly, there is a big imbalance between, you know, if I'm a high school I athlete, want to go to one of those schools. I absolutely, want to, I absolutely want to go yeah. to that, those schools. If I'm debating between Oregon and USC, you know, USC is offering me the ability to make money well, on my again, own. I think image we overestimate the number of students, that, student athletes that this would impact. I, I really do. Uh, if let's say open it up, anybody can sign anything they want. Most student athletes are no name athletes that are not. What, what are you going to get? The local car dealer, maybe we'll give you a couple bucks to drive our car. Uh, but this is not, everybody is not Johnny Manziel. And that I may go be back true, to Johnny Manziel. But, but the, the students that these schools care about are the Johnny Manziels. But there aren't you that know, many they, of them. There, there might not be that many of them, but the, the, the top, top recruits are the, the ones that they really care about. Sure. And if, if the top, top Which recruits are like, listen, I'm going to go to. the foot because it's only, only affecting yeah. a handful of athletes every year. But Just the, like all the hand-wringing about the, the NBA draft and underclass and we're talking about maybe 10 people a year. Come no, on. But, but the top teams always have that star. Yeah, always? And, Who's the quarterback at Notre Dame, Michael Barr? Well, not this year. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Who's the quarterback at USC, <laughs> Michael no, Barr? I'm just no, when when the football Who's the quarterback at starts, Oregon? You're you gonna still know. wouldn't know. I have the football. We just went. All right, get, name me the top two college or college quarterbacks right now. But, but but Scott, the, you're not talking about exclusively national deals. No, I'm people saying, who I, are I, USC I fans that's why surely that's know why I'm saying who you the USC the quarterback local car is. dealer, the the pizza player. I get it, but they're still not as big a brand as I believe the athletes think. This is some sort of path to riches for all of them, and I'm here to tell you it is not. I think you're right about that. And again, this is this this bill is not about. Offering all athletes a stipend for their work. This is just about, you know, maybe being able to hire an agent and trying to pursue the commercial opportunities around ads and around endorsements. Uh, Next, we turn to the Olympics and the IOC signing a nine year global deal with Coca Cola and a Chinese company that is the country's top milk producer. Milk! It does Does a body good. good. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I hear you can use milk for? What? Foot bath. I should try that. You should try. Yeah, should try you that. should try sticking your feet in milk at night and see what happens. <laughs> and then the cream. First the milk, then the cream. I said yesterday, do people use Noxzema still? Oh, I love Noxzema. Yeah. Yeah. You knew what you got. You had that blue, heavy container, Noxzema. You know what's fun? That first bit you took out of there? 
I tried like to eat it as a kid once. Who didn't? Who didn't? Yeah, I'm saying. Explains a lot. With okay, it. so Coca-Cola yeah, and the you. IOC. <laughs> <laughs> Three billion dollars. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is, this I, I believe it's a, it's a twelve year deal, Michael. So it covers the. Why, this, why this, has that been like we're launching right into like, hey, wait, I've got the stats on this gentleman. Uh, I know my role here. Because he does I, have I the like stats. To, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important context. Oh, ah, okay. The, context. It's, it's, so it's it's the six games uh, after the uh, after the Tokyo Games in, in next year. Um, so a few of those games we don't have a location for yet, but this is an interesting one. The, the, as you mentioned, Michael, it's, it, Coke has been, you know, Coke has been a partner of the IOC and the Olympics for almost a hundred years now, I think. Yeah. But they are now sharing this deal with a, a Chinese dairy company called Mengyu. I'm not sure if yeah. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, so instead of Coke being the official non-alcoholic but drink it, of the IOC. Weird, it's a weird designation yeah, in terms now of edible. Non-alcoholic yeah. and like dairy. It's like the drinkable yogurt drink is yogurt, a different Yogurt, yeah, drinkable yeah, yeah. dairy, all of that. Um, the three billion is a is a is a huge still, price tag. Uh, if you look at this on the macro level, it's still about the support for the IOC and the and the Olympic. Games. Absolutely, that, and, and that's that's the significant factor. Yeah, and the, the folks over at SBJ kind of broke down the numbers. One and a half billion of that, so half of that three billion dollar uh, price tag is going to is a minimum ad spend for IOC digital properties, right? So that's not Olympic NBC, channel. yeah, that's the Olympic Channel, that's you know IOC website, etc. Um, so I'm sure that's a big boost uh, for the IOC. The, the rights increase is obviously high. Uh, there's a relationship between Mengyu and Coke. I believe that Coke's largest bottler in China yeah. is is a shareholder in Mengyu. Yes. Um, I don't fully understand exactly why this wouldn't couldn't be just two separate deals. So yeah, one should be the milk. Like one one, yeah, be one the, dairy yeah. category, one for one for soft drinks or non-alcoholic drinks. Unless you're Laverne and you put in the milk and the Coke. That, that would be the Schlemiel and yeah, the Schlemiel. Schlemiel, Schlemiel. Once again, Novi Williams, no uh, idea what we're anyway, talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to high five you, Bob. <laughs> the what? <laughs> no idea. But you know what? No, it's all, I, I have to disagree because this already worked because I never heard of this Chinese milk company until right now when we're talking about it. Can you buy the I'm Chinese milk? Can you milk? buy this thing? Yeah. Does that matter? You can't buy it. Well, but I mean, I, I now I know the name. Right. That's the whole thing about it, getting your name out there. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I didn't know Meng Yu before this. Yeah, Let's I hope mean. that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, um, and they're this is the top spot. This is the the big big IOC sponsorships. Obviously, the three billion dollar price tag. Uh, IOC recently re-upped, I believe, with Intel and Alibaba. Yes, but just for, again for those who thought there was some sort of demise of the Olympic Games. You know, by the way, they've they also awarded the Olympics to mm. Italy. Twenty twenty six, the Winter Games. Yes, yeah, so in yes. Milan. You, you, you've got some stable cities coming up for the Olympics where there's not going to be those bad stories of white elephants or, or cost overruns. You see, L.A. said there might be a billion-dollar profit on the games. Now, so. That's a sentence you never hear before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paris, Milan, uh, L.A., yeah, yeah, there, there's some big ones. Yeah, you've got some big, stable cities that, of course, things change, but uh, looking good in, in the near term, anyway, for IOC news coming out of Olympics that they will have successful games. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk to about our next topic. Uh, we have uh, Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, unveiling his new golf collection for Under Armour. No, you did not hear me uh, make a mistake about the wrong sport. <laughs> Which <laughs> is conceivable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, now what is now you I, just dropped all your papers by the way well i know man but oh, it sure in the head did i didn't even know i did it <laughs> oh, geez. uh anyway <laughs> now well what's this with the golf collection because i i have to admit well, you, I know mean, Steph I know is a, you know he, Steph yeah, is he a likes darn golf. good yeah, golfer yeah, yeah. So, uh, so where does Steph have a huge following yes the Bay Area, but yes, in Asia. Yeah. Uh, he has taken tours over there before with Under Armour. What better place? Again, this is about consumer product. What better place to go than Asia and be Steph Curry and see if you can't get the line off of the bank? Yeah, it's funny. The China has an interesting relationship with golf also. A couple of years ago, the, the Chinese government shuttered a number of golf courses. For a long time, there was a ban on on building new ones. That, that I believe, is I gone now. I did not now. know this. Um, but you're right. If you're Under Armour, obviously is doing a lot of business in China right now. Steph is a huge celebrity uh, over there because of basketball. Um, I'm sure the golf population is growing. Um, so this is a push, yeah, to 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 move into a new area. I would think for Under Armour in terms of golf in China, and also to use you know a guy who is a massive celebrity over there. And I'll tell you, in China, I remember this from some of the older players. It's important that Steph is not seven feet tall. Mm that he's relatable. I mean, yes, he's still a pretty tall guy when you're just walking around the streets, but he is he, he comes across as, huh, he's like you and me. So that's important in the Chinese market, that he be this sort of relatable character like Allen Iverson was. Um, that's why Allen was so popular. One of the reasons, yes, it was style of game, but it was also the fact that he was not a seven-footer. That does not sell well. It's funny that the most famous Chinese basketball player yeah, was, wasn't yeah, seven yeah. Well, I, Only because I think he was the first to go. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, if it could have been a, uh, a 5'11 guard who handled the ball like Iverson, would have been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of this collection, by the way, um, their, the Steph's basketball shoes have been kind of repurposed the design, essentially, in, into golf shoes. Um, I think it's a smart move. I mean, using probably Under Armour's most important Sports athlete. endorser, yeah, outside of maybe The Rock, but he's, you know, athlete you can use maybe loosely there. Um, but, yeah, using him to sell something beyond just the sport that he plays I think is a smart move. Just, just in case Dwayne is a uh, – just in case he's a listener, I, I am going to disagree with your loosely there. That that was Evan Novi williams who contended that you we think could loosely fully, use The Rock as an athlete. He played football. An athlete? He used football at Miami. Oh, he was a college football Wrestlers player. Wrestlers are athletes. I mean, Sure, he does his own stunts. Let me see you do that, Mr. Fly Fisherman. Okay, The Rock, if you're listening, yes. <laughs> I, I don't think you're an athlete. Come, oh, come at me. Call the mat. Okay, so when oh, I, Mr. Rock, I have nothing to do with this. Uh, <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Mike LaBar, along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Novi Williams. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with former U.S. soccer player Christine Lilly. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio. Radio around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.